0: Hello and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and I'm here today with Marina Hansen. How you doing, Marina?
1: Hey, Billy. I'm doing well.
0: That's cool. Thanks for uh, taking some pictures with me this last week. We got a couple cool film photos done. It'll be fun to check them out. So we just got them going.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad we just picked up our film uh, this afternoon.
0: We just picked them up. Yeah. So we uh, we pulled our pulled the film out. I think like I winded it. Uh, just a couple days ago yeah.
1: must've been, Oh yeah. It was the yeah, other morning I was rushing
0: off to work and I had another frame. It shattered to the floor, but it was cooler than just the floor. It was some cool prints, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, we, uh, yeah, we just got just our good. film back. So I think we developed two roles, right?
1: Yeah. I got mine.
0: You have yeah. a role.
1: Yeah. We did a role of Ektar that was yours. And then we had a role of, I think it was Fujifilm that, uh, I got developed
0: yeah, it's gonna look really good. Yeah, I'm, excited I'm really to see excited.
1: It. We just gotta get a scanner working.
0: Yeah, we got to get the scanner up and go. We tried a couple of times this evening. This film scanner sometimes they're a little tricky. I swear. Like, did you, you? I mean, so there there was a thing way back in the day called a Twain driver, and it was this uh, driver system that would work with scanners and, uh, and printers sometimes. But it was it was this terrible system of trying to connect peripherals to a computer that you had to go through. Um, for printers and scanners and other business devices and stuff back in the late 90s and early 2000s before USB and and better plug-and-play driver systems were set up. You had, to, you had to work with these like Twain drivers that were specific to that device and it just ought to be connected in the right way. It was a real frustrating pain a lot of the time. I think it's still referred to as Twain.
1: Yeah, I think I was actually reading about that in the... Um a plus certification book that I
0: have. Yeah, yeah, I would talk about Twain. I bet yeah. a lot in that. Yeah, and uh, this these scanners they remind me of that a lot. They're not, you know, it's not as big of a company <laughs> mm-hmm. as it would be like if we were coming from Canon or, or something else. So, and I, I don't really know how difficult it is to build in uh, that sort of stuff as easily, but it seems like we have communication problems with the scanner more than other. USB devices. It um,
1: does seem that way. It,
0: yes, it does. Uh, but yeah, we've been so we have it set up, and we we'll, we have uh, the Silverfast software, this uh, this film scanning software set up on the computer that we'll be running it through. That's what that's what a lot of the photos. Like if you see the photographs that we're talking about on this podcast, the photos that we end up um, posting online or like on Instagram, if you've seen those photos, those are all. I think ninety nine percent are all from shooting film and developing it. And then bringing the negatives home and scanning it. And we've, we've been doing that almost full time for the last, I guess, year and four months or so. Yeah. I don't know, year and okay. Like, I've been doing it. Yeah. I guess in, in 2015, I shot a lot of film too. Most of the fun stuff, or most of the photos that I really liked and held on to, they ended up being, uh, you know, these photographs yeah. that were taken on film. Um, the film ones. Yeah. Like, same uh, for me. Yeah. There's a, a, like everything up on the board, you know, everything in this uh, stack of prints. That's all, I think almost all film, which is cool. There's a lot of digital stuff in there and we should jump back in and have good digital stuff going too. Make some bucks with it. It's hard to make a lot of money. That's a tough thing about film is is as a business side of it, it's really difficult to be lucrative. It seems like a lot of the photography we do is art photography. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's hopefully, it's at least pushed in that direction, but it's not, it's not something that, you know, ends up being, it's not a business product. I guess. Right. Yeah. So, and so with that, you can really have a lot of leeway with film and you can do a lot of interesting creative stuff with it. But I think it's a lot more difficult to make it lucrative. if you have to like shoot it for something more professionally?
1: Yeah, I would think so. Cause you tend to need to take a few shots of the same thing when you're doing yeah. a job and you go through a roll of film pretty fast. Yeah, It's you not really that many do. pictures. Yeah. even if you have a big role, which is 36 frames, I think
0: that's, yeah. Well, we're fortunate to have been trained up on this system pretty well, like where we we're working with the film camera, you know, or it's just, it's simpler. It's a little bit, uh, more refined and we have to be a little bit more concentrated in the photo we take. Mm-hmm. And that works out really well for, for the landscape stuff that we do and the, the natural stuff that we do all. I think it, that really lends itself well for working with a film camera. And we've been around taking photos for long enough. We have a, a strong sense of composition and we don't have to recompose as many shots I notice. I know I like, I'm happy yeah. with a lot of the first pictures I get and early on the first five years, I would not have understood how to do that.
1: Yeah. So, I think you know. that's really true. I've, I've noticed that more about my photos or yeah. especially with, it's really cool having a scanner and processing, uh, yeah. your own negatives afterwards. Cause you, know your pictures more right it's, it's kind of hard to describe but I, I hear you hear kind you of have on. a you better have sense deal for them with every picture yeah you deal yeah. with each one of them you you really work with it before you've even put it into your post-processing stuff yeah and I have noticed more and more that I like most of my role yeah most of the photos are I, like, that I want.
0: I like most of the role and and so I think that's what I'm saying for us it works really well like to pick up all the things that we do and even to pick up a lot of the the pro things that we might do yeah. you know like like a lot of the prints I'd want to make those are film photographs and those are nice scans that I can I can pull out of the computer and put onto you know any medium I want to now that's a cool thing about today or you know today's age of computerized printing and stuff you know we can drop it to any place any number of places and have it printed off and back to us in 72 hours that it's really, really cool. cool never been able to do that before especially with film and so that's why you get so much extra life with being able to use some of the film stuff that not many people are taking advantage of right now. So it's fun. I, I, I like that we're doing it, but it breaks down though. And I remember this, I remember thinking about this, is that like, man, for bulk, you just have to have the digital stuff. There's so many better oh, yeah. ways you can go through stuff. Like I was thinking about the river photography that I did you know, you take mm-hmm. the photos of people that would yeah. go down the river, and the whole the whole gambit of that was that you have to take the photos at one o'clock when they pass by this rapid, and then you have to jump back in your car, drive back up to the shop. They get out at three o'clock. You prep the photos between three and three thirty. They get back to the office at three forty-five, and then you have the photos ready to go on a, a computer screen and then kind of listed out for the different families that had gone down that way. And that's how you're able to sell. The product you know sell it off as uh you know something you can show right away works so much better you can shoot a hundred photos and it doesn't cost anymore you don't have to do different roles right. or anything like that and you can just have it developed so quickly i think even back in the 80s like uh, early 80s one hour photo development was not common or even one day photo development was probably more difficult especially at the time with a huge capacity of film running or circulating in the system oh, right. yeah. the delays of getting your film to be processed would probably be longer. Like yeah. the line of it would be longer. So it's weird. yeah,
1: I've never had to deal with that. Yeah,
0: it used to be like a three or four day turnaround. Uh, yeah, that's strange.
1: I can't imagine having to wait.
0: Yeah like right. Yeah, a well, bunch of
1: other people's phones. I throughout.
0: think that's why the the dark room hobbyist system was so much more in play at that time. That makes sense. And that's because you could take you could take your photo and then get a, a more instant gratification, or you know you could shoot your role and then develop it yourself, and right. so you were a little bit more in control of how that would work. I think that's why a lot of the professionals would do that, or that was sort of the, the, the division line of going into the professional work mm-hmm. was uh, working in your own or working in a dark room. Well, sure. maybe not, though. I mean, I think for some time, at least a photographer knowing about about professional darkroom processing was part of their job mm-hmm. or part of their, their thinking a bit. But, you know, if they worked anywhere, I'm sure there's a whole division or there's places and oh, people. Yeah, especially, that's yeah. back when people used to have a bunch of different jobs. and mm-hmm. Or, you know, or each person would have a job instead of having to do everything all themselves. So <laughs> there's a person, there's probably a couple of people that just worked in the darkroom at like a newspaper every right. newspaper probably had a few people that did photo processing in the newsroom and then other people that did you know word know.
1: processing <laughs>
0: yeah the word well yeah all the word processing stuff and other people that took the photographs and
1: mm-hmm.
0: now it just ends up happening i'll be the the same one person with an iphone that takes the pro takes the video takes the photo writes the article posts it crosses yeah. <laughs> everything maybe so, that's why
1: things are yeah. Well acquired, and it, yeah
0: yeah and it costs way or you know like the their the value of that for them is eight to fifteen dollars yeah so strange i hear all those online articles or all those online blogs and stuff everything that's kind of replaced the newspaper industry there's no money like we know yeah <laughs> <laughs> being young and trying to trying to move product around it's difficult but um but there's so much that you can you can do with it and you can stretch film a lot further than what we were able to back in the nineties. That's what's really fun about getting to work with it today. Especially like um putting film I was, I was told about this before is um well that's probably why I like slides or the slide carousels uh and slide film became pretty popular is because uh photographs I think a lot of the time can look better in a oh shoot, what would it be? There's like reflective art and um Maybe we could call it non-reflective art or emitting. It's like, so there's, there's, there's printed artwork, like printed okay. photographs on a piece of paper. And when there's no light in the room, then the, the photograph is entirely dark. So the, the expression of the art is based on the elements of light in the right. environment around the room is the idea. So you'll always have a light in the room and in maybe a museum, you'll have the best light in a room on an object and it'll look right. the most accurate. But in our room, we have one little more yellow spotlight that's casting light up onto a wall. And so that changes the hues of the colors that are printed on on the print. Right. Or if they're really dark tones, maybe it's more difficult to see those dark tones and this dim light in this room. And so there's a lot of variance in the way that you can observe a printed photograph and often they end up looking darker or that's kind of a, a yeah. thing that we notice is they end up looking a little darker on a print. And that's yeah. because it's a reflective medium of art where there has to be light hitting the object and then bouncing, you know, reflecting back to you for you to see it. Yeah. And so there's this other type of art, which I guess is the more modern art that ends up on a screen that end, ends up backlit. That's a little different because now we like, kind of, I'm
1: sorry, I was going to say like projected art.
0: Yeah, projected art would do it. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, like the, the slide carousels back in the yeah. 70s and the, the slide film that they'd sell, it'd be a projected art um, that would be backlit or that'd be illuminated art. Mm-hmm. And so that means that any of your shadows would have a sustained amount of light going to them and they wouldn't be right. affected by the ambient light in the room that you were looking at the art in. So like I noticed like on some of the photographs I might print out, it's like, oh, you could see that. On the computer, there was light that was kind of emitting it. But in this room, you can't—you can't really tell, or you can't really make out right. that color, that tone that I thought I could see because I was looking at a backlit piece of art
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead of this reflective art that I'm looking I, at now.
1: Yeah, I have noticed that with prints, or <clears throat> when you when you get a print done, because we have a, a nice uh, photo printer here at home, yeah. and it always looks different, right, in the print than it does on your screen. It looks a lot
0: different. Yeah. So there's, so that's a cool thing is like in the past, I mean, they had the ability to put it out on slides, but they didn't really have the ability to put it on, you know, pretty nice monitors or, Mm -hmm. you know, or like be able to work with it or edit it or, or, you know, put it up uh, in a way like that. And so that's why I like that kind of thing a lot, or like being able to use, well, being able to use like film scans, as digital files and, use, and just being able really to send them like around that. in the way that we can, yeah. yeah. And the tone, the the tonality, and the quality of it, you know, it just looks cool. It's just, just a little it different. It does. It's a little bit fun. Um, so yeah, we got our we got our roll of film shot shot through a roll of Ektar and we started last Friday at the uh, I put I put the roll in, the roll of film in I think earlier that day, and we went up to the Tula Palooza. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that was the name of the event that we went. Name to. Name of the right? event.
0: So we got in. To the Tulip Field for free. Yeah. So um, if anybody out there is in like the Portland area or Salem or Eugene area, the cool thing to do for probably this week and next week, I don't know how long it runs, um, but is, uh, is going to the, the Woodburn Wooden Shoe Tulip Farm. Yeah. It's a pretty cool spot. Yeah. So it it's, is. I think, I don't know, probably, ooh, I'm going to sneeze. Nope. Maybe it's going to be sneeze. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze later. Um, but the wooden shoe tulip farm is, uh, is up outside of Woodburn. It's a really cool spot. I think it's probably more than five acres of just tulips. And so there's different patches uh, that are all cultivated of a certain type or a certain color of tulip. They, so this is all red tulips. This is a, a field of mixed tulips that are yellow and red and this one's all pink tulips this one's all violet tulips that sort of thing and it's really or cool. this one's this certain variation of tulip that has different types of petals at the end of the flower and it's really fun so you get to walk through that whole area and check it out and if you have nice weather during april like while they're blooming they stay in pretty good shape and you can get some really cool photographs of them and so we were there fortunately that day after that awful monsoon weather we had last Thursday. Mm -hmm. I had to be outside for that. I was getting rocked around all day. Um, And then on Friday, all of a sudden we had a pretty nice day, pretty nice weather for the day. And uh, we ended up at the Wooden Shoe Tulip Farm and went around and shot a bunch of photos. And I just put that roll of actar in. So there's uh, probably the first half of the roll is is from the Wooden Shoe Tulip Farm where we were trying to take some photos. There's some cool stuff.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. This was our uh, second year going.
0: Yeah, we went last year. We went last year in the middle of the day. I think on a Saturday is when you and I had made yeah, it up there, and then it was really it's busy. really busy. Yeah. Tons of it's, people
1: come to see the tulips. It gets
0: very crowded, and it's it's a very strange thing if you if you like zoom in or if you zoom kind of across the tulip fields. There's just a big line of people yeah. through every aisle, every row. You know that that's out there. So tons it's,
1: of people.
0: You'd be surprised.
1: Tons of tourists from yeah. like. I don't know where.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I must. I mean, it must be a more popular idea of a thing to do than uh, what I figured. But it's cool that it's close enough to us to get to. We, yeah, that we is. went last year, and it's interesting. I, I've kind of learned this in other gardens is that they, they rotate the crop around the land that they have. And so last uh, yeah. year, the tulips were on the south side of that road, and then this year they're on the north side of the road. It's kind of interesting that they.
1: That was interesting. I didn't.
0: Yeah, they moved the. Patch I know around. that
1: part of uh, how you do flower crops.
0: Yeah, I wasn't really but sure I how that would it, work. I think you it makes to, sense
1: because you have to like process the soil.
0: Yeah, you have to wait for the soil to to regain some nutrients. I guess. Yeah. Is the idea so you, yeah. you draw from one first, you know, and, and then you fertilize it the next year, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's kind of cool that there. Uh, but it's it's interesting. It kind of changes the angles of stuff that you can shoot right. with or shoot against. It's cool. There's there's a few points of view where you can see Mount Hood out in the background. I think that the crop, the planting, that that. that was out last year the location of that was a better viewing angle to see mount hood and the tulips all in one
1: yeah i think it could have been
0: yeah i think it was i think it was a little better last year it was it's it was cool this year but i don't think you could really match up with the mountain as well there's probably spots though i'm sure i'm wrong because i think the day that we were there it was the mountain was uh mount it was, hood pretty was behind cloud. a good bit behind clouds until just the very end and then we were able to able to spot it but um but it's a cool it's a cool spot out there it's It's quite a few acres of it, so yeah, we tried to do a handful of like close up photographs of different tulips, different flower pieces, some backlit stuff There's that big ridge of cloud that was there, and so we were kind of nice. waiting for that midday light to pass behind the cloud that's the thing I'm really trying to fight more or or shooting in light that you don't that's, like
1: yeah just behind. yeah, it's
0: just kind of middle of the day that on was, some flowers, and you're like oh.
1: Yeah, that was what was sure. hard about our uh, our first visit to the Tulip Farm last year. Is uh, It was really busy, like we mentioned. There was a ton of people there, so. Huge
0: amount, you couldn't get a photo without really, a few people in yeah,
1: yeah, you're pretty limited in the kinds of photos that you can take.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really true. There was a lot of people there. Like, well, we took that photograph, uh, like across I, the yellow field that was just packed with people.
1: Yeah, I packed with a ton of people. And so you really can't get all the shots you want. And then also, it's the middle of the day. Yeah, and the middle of the really day. it's really bright. And things lot. look nice. Or it's very pretty day. It is nice out. You want to be out while sure. it's like that. But for photos... It's just a little too harsh, a little too flat. Yeah. in the lighting. Yeah, especially and on the yellows. I didn't yellows. get as many. Yeah, and really on the yellows. Yeah, Yeah,
0: it looks dull. The and the or it won't come out saturated. Pinks, yeah. I'm not quite sure what causes that that metering sort of problem gray. or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's like this camera thing where it's going for 50% gray. Have you heard of that?
1: I think that you've told me about that before. When your
0: camera is metering for the amount of light that it's supposed to expose for, it's trying to hit this thing called 50% gray. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's going for a point that's not a white highlight or a black low light, but right. it's, it's something, you know, in the middle of that. And I think that, that gray is, is, sort of what causes or messes up some things sometimes. Um, and I think this is why they introduced color matrix metering later on. I at least that's the Nikon branded term for it. That's supposed to kind of correct for this or model for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really ever solved the problem wholly. People still have trouble with uh, automatic exposure settings that are out there. They never really seem to always grab it the way that they're supposed to. But it's, in this case, that kind of notorious thing where that midday light just comes out as pretty flat and kind of gray, sort of low, low contrast, low saturation. It just ends up not looking very good.
1: Yeah, I only had a few photos from last year. And yeah. I liked them fine, but... Even still, it was just barely. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, you know, I like it. Uh, if it's out in the sun, I like to shoot in the shade. Like mm-hmm. if, there's, if there's like a barn or if there was a barn or a structure or something out there, there'd probably be a good uh, reflection from that. Yeah. Or be like I like it when there's a lot of light in the sky. That's, I guess, why um, a lot of my favorite photos are like right, right as the sun rises or right before the sun rises, mm-hmm. while there's a lot of light in the dome of, of the blue sky above us. And that's kind of bouncing down onto us, I think that's the best time or if uh if you're in like a period of civil twilight where the sun is up, but it's still kind of below the tree line, I think that looks you know really nice that's where you get a lot of those golden tones, yeah, and then down into those magenta and blue tones as the as the sun kind of falls off below the horizon, but I think that's that's when you know I end up liking the light the most, and you get Me the too. most look of saturation with it and so that's why we stayed until almost sunset because it, it was behind that wall of clouds for a while and then just as we were leaving it hit that that lower division and we had a lot of uh sunlight come through and kind of warm up the color of the the flowers around it, it yeah
1: nice. yeah it was definitely nice during the the end of the time there
0: yeah it was really cool glad we got to go up there and uh and get to check it out this year I remember last year I did that RV photo shoot up there.
1: That's right. Into
0: the evening, that was cool too. Or there was a nice. That worked
1: out really well. It was a nice those evening for it. came out really nice. The evening
0: light and kind of being able to balance those really bright, saturated colors against the blue is is really cool. Or there's just and it, I mean, it looks just looks really, really nice. It ends up kind yeah. of coming out or pulls a lot of the color out of it.
1: I yeah, mean, it looks really, really cool.
0: Good. Yeah, it was really fun to do. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably shoot. That's everything we did at the tool place. Then we hustled back, hustled back to Eugene. And, uh, that yeah, it was Friday that we did that. So that was like half the hectar roll. The other half I shot uh, while we were traveling that weekend. And hopefully I can go through those photos here in a little while if I can get this silly prime film scanner set up. <laughs> the other thing that we did is, uh, is we both took advantage of this cool deal, uh, through Artifact Uprising. So I saw it on, uh, one of Chris Picard's posts. Um, and you, and you saw it too. I saw it too, yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, Get, yeah. It was like a coupon code for like a five day period of uh, get 25 free, uh, square prints. Mm-hmm. So, uh, through artifact uprising, artifact uprising is, um, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that, that broke through <laughs> <laughs> something from outside
1: so. <laughs> college kids screaming. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, it's like the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> He's outside. Um, the, uh,
1: yeah, there's a coupon code to get uh, 25 square five by five prints. Yeah. Uh, for free, and uh, you just had to pay for shipping and handling, which yeah, I think was like eight bucks for standard. Yeah, so, so eight, eight bucks awesome. for 25 prints. They're really nice quality. Yeah, yeah it's it was great. like Yeah, I think it was you mentioned it was like a five day sale that they did. Yeah, it's not going on anymore. Yeah, some but, promotion, uh,
0: but I want to try and put those on. So yeah, I try to go through and grab. I guess uh, a loose portfolio of some cool landscape photos that we put together over the last year or the last couple of years. I guess it yeah. probably goes back till 2011, 2012. Wow. I've rotated Sounds all my okay. photos since then, though. Mm-hmm. No way. Got to keep making pictures. I should like build, we should build a portfolio a lot this year.
1: Yeah. We're doing I a, pretty make good a,
0: job
1: a big portfolio print book. We really should. Yeah. Like.
0: yeah. Yeah. And that's a great oh, thing to do.
1: With Through Artifact Uprising. Through Artifact
0: Uprising, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, and that's a big thing. I think one of the best products that Artifact Uprising does is the... Uh, Their books. Yeah, is the printed books that, the, that they make. They're just a better uh, quality. It's a better product of a book than I think what Blurb provides. Blurb provides something that's really good for printing a certain type or style of books, but I think for right, art yeah. books or, um, yeah, or, you know, just portfolio books that's yeah of thing. it
1: looks like a coffee table book that you yeah. buy in a store and it's it costs really nice. about as it's much It's <laughs> expensive you know while yeah. it's blank
0: and, and then you have to fill it in with everything so it's a tough thing if you want to if you want to like s- sell it or resell it as like a product yeah not, I think it has to be a better. premium product it's not uh, a mass market printing product which is the only uh, pricing structure my little brain understands I guess for something like that we'd have to charge like Seven hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say a few hundred bucks.
0: Seven hundred dollars. anybody out much. there, email me. <laughs> I will make you a portfolio book. But we should make ourselves a portfolio we book should. and yeah. list them you know, for some 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 amount of money, maybe. But <laughs> uh, but w- we should have uh, we should have some more current ones set up. And it was fun to take advantage of this uh, this offer uh, from Artifact Uprising. I it think it's great. Like, yeah, it was through, uh or I don't know. It was yeah, it was cool to do. So yeah, five by fives. Yeah,
1: they're really uh, nice. They're really good quality paper. I like the, I like how it's like, it's like an art paper, like a nice art stock. Yeah, it's
0: it's thicker. It's like a thick matte paper, like a cardstock Mm -hmm. matte. And it looks nice.
1: It does. I want to
0: try and go through. So the next step for me is I'm going to go and I want to try and make little overhead photographs of each of these prints and then kind of edit on them or, you know, square them up. And yeah. then I want to put those up on Instagram to kind of show a little square portfolio of photos. Because I tried yeah, to go cool through prints. and pick out yeah the cool the coolest photographs to print that I could think of. And I'm, I'm real happy with the way that they all look together. I think it's pretty cool. I like all those oh, photos yeah. a good bit. Sure. There's a couple that were complicated because I really don't shoot for that square format right. much at all. And so there's a lot of these photographs that really cut off a lot of the cool expanse of the landscape view that you could see mm-hmm. because it's it's constrained to that square, square format. But there's a few photos that look pretty cool. Like I'm looking at this top one, Mount Jefferson and the lake. That looks really cool. I like that
1: one.
0: Yeah, there's one from yeah. the Wallowa Mountains that worked out pretty well. There's a few though that I think might be closer to my favorite set of photographs that I did not print in this specifically because they just wouldn't really work as a square or, you know, in a square format, like there's a photograph yeah. from uh, the Sierra Nevadas that uh, it's really, it's really a panorama. Yeah. And so if you drop it to a square, I tried it a little bit. It's just like, it's like an eighth of the photograph and it doesn't really make sense or it doesn't, it doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it doesn't look know. as good like, as are, the full What are those little rocks? <laughs> Why did you shoot that?
1: Yeah. I had, I had a few photos like that too. I was trying to narrow down the photos I wanted for the 25 prints yeah. And, uh, I think you I a up, good set. Thank you. I I ended up uh, not using like ten or right. maybe less between five and ten that yeah. I had originally thought that I might because they just didn't make sense as a square crop. It just didn't look good anymore. Yeah,
0: it's it's. And really I have
1: true. and I have twenty five that did look good propped as yeah, a square. It's cool. So I didn't want to waste it on stuff that would just look a little strange.
0: Yeah, I understand. I uh, I tried to get a good range though. There's there's a lot of fun stuff in there though. I I really uh, like
1: your prints i love that uh cloud one that looks oh, really great as a square crop
0: yeah yeah that one does look cool i and remember that one that was a big uh, thunderhead yeah Pass, it, it was
1: so cool with like the little veins in it, it yeah really it was
0: really interesting how it looked that was an old film photo from this scary this, this little fg20 that's
1: pretty cool there's Dude, really that cool
0: summer of film <laughs>
1: There was a, a really cool waterfall close-up one that you'd done too oh, that yeah. had a, like a green mossy cover. Yeah, that was Proxy stuff. Falls. That, yeah, Proxy Falls. That was back in like 2014. That worked really well as the a square, square crop too. The
0: square crop looks really good for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there were yeah there were actually a few of my photos too that I was thinking this looks probably almost the best. Yeah. That's really cool. Works really we should well. print
0: it out. We should see what uh, <laughs> what like those metallic prints look like, yeah. Oh, or if there's like yeah. some square. Metallic, maybe that, that green one would be a good candidate for it. That'd that that cool. or the original, both of those look pretty cool. And I think that that print specific, or that picture specifically would look good as a printed metallic print. I really want to, yeah, binge, I want to try I one of those. I think that would look
1: great. Yeah, we should totally It'll try. It
0: looks so shiny. So shiny, so crisp, so much contrast.
1: Mm-hmm. That'd be really pretty.
0: Yeah, it'd be cool to try. But it was a lot of fun though. We, I laid those out when I got them. And I liked, I liked that you got yours. They look really cool, the little sets that you yeah. have, I really like. Yeah. I paired mine up. Sort yeah. of. Yeah, I paired mine up a bit too. There's, there's a handful from kind of each, each of the sections that we've done along the way that uh, had some of our favorite stuff. But it's cool. I like those photos.
1: Yeah, me too. It was really fun going through and finding 25. Oh that yeah, I It was cool part of the Yeah, I ended up going through a bunch of old photos, which was really sure. fun. I didn't pick a lot of pick old photos. Of those, I picked yeah. a fair amount though. I yeah. had a ton of, Film photos from uh, last summer that I took that I haven't really done much with yet. Oh, yeah, you and had a I lot really of liked, photos from the and last year. I really like the prints that I got of those. Yeah, those look really good. And yeah. also, I just kind of rediscovered all those pictures. So I've been yeah, <laughs> putting them up good. and using them again, which is great. Yeah, no, I finally, it'll be a lot of fun to
0: get them out somewhere to get them out or to, to mess with them. are some, some of more my stuff.
1: favorite photos. I don't know why I didn't do anything with them.
0: No, they're, they're definitely some of my favorite photos that you've taken. So I'm really glad you got them printed. And it feels really good to get them printed. I mean, it like, does, yeah. It's just physically like this It's a real picture. Uh, and it's fun doing it with through someone else too, as much as I like uh yeah, printing I like out our, of our, prints, our like, own work.
1: It's cool having the little package show
0: up. Oh yeah, it's fun. Good little package. Um but yeah, definitely uh definitely appreciate that. But it's cool to have it. Yeah, so I want to do more stuff like that. I want to try and photograph each of them and then I wanna put it out as a little photo project to show like the printed card yeah. of, of it, you know, each time. It'll be fun. I'm excited to do it.
1: I think that would be pretty cool. I want to do something similar to that with mine. I think I want to photograph uh, like little sets that I have. I ended up picking my photos that it was uh, like two or three or four that kind of went together. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was going to take pictures of them in sure. their sets. I was also thinking about um, a number of them. Now that I'm looking at them, it's interesting because I kind of had sets in mind. Right. But now that I've actually laid them out and kind of looked at them, there are some that I think I'm just gonna do as individual pictures, sure, because they're just cool by themselves, and I don't want to so cool. take away from them as much.
0: Yeah, I think that individually they'll look really good. Also, that's what yeah, I'm gonna do. I I'm gonna do sort of a square crop set on Instagram yeah, with like the wood, I think that's really wood floor or something, you know, and or the or redwood. I don't know. How, I don't know how to do that. Hmm. Need more redwood, but uh, but yeah, we should we should set up our, our pictures and uh, yeah. For, I want to put them each out as like one. Yeah, is what I'm thinking I think about that'd be doing. great. Yeah, just have a nice yeah. photo
1: of the print.
0: Yeah, of all, yeah, of all the prints that had come through to sort of show like their print their printed piece and yeah. yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be cool to cool to have. I need more assets like that too. I need some more graphics for my website. Uh, I need to try and build that up again. So like it's been, uh, I guess close to a year since I built that last version of the website. And it's kind of my thing of like every year I'm supposed to try and work out like what's new on the internet, like what new things are there and then what kind of new graphics and stuff I understand how to make. So we should freshen up some stuff, make it look look better. And uh, yeah, we should put a bunch of stuff together for your website too. Yeah. I need to get my website in shape. Got to get in shape, Marina. Summer shape. Got to get website summer shape. Well, I guess that's what we'll be doing after this. Um, So, yeah, I guess uh, that's probably most of the photo stuff that we've done. We're going to try and get back to scanning this roll of film if we can get this little scanner working and get Marina's website in summer shape (laughs) and uh, probably trying to go get another roll of film, make some more prints. We should. Oh, it's rose season soon. It is. I want to photograph some cool roses. Me too. Yeah, we need
1: some nice. We should get some cool film for that.
0: Yeah, it'd be fun. You know, we I want to pick try a couple special ones. I want to try like a roll of black and white film. Well, I, don't, I mean, I know I can transition everything from color into black and white, but I was thinking about trying a roll I, of film to just do black and white.
1: I think that'd be really fun. I've never shot with black and white film before, so it'd be cool just to do it to see the difference.
0: Yeah, it could be it could be really fun. It can be frustrating if you get kind of lost on the subject you know because we really look at color a lot of the time right, so you have yeah. to kind of push toward architecturally or you know like kind of geometrically what what the photo looks like yeah. but it's a good skill to sort of sort of think hey, about as cool. you're doing it it'd yeah. be fun yeah. Yeah, Do role it would be fun we should try it it'd be cool but on behalf of marina hansen my name is billy newman and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the billy newman Fo- photo podcast